Welcome to the Purposeful OT Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Emily Riley, founder of Purposefully Home and co-founder of Functional Futures in Scottsdale, Arizona. As an occupational therapist and functional design consultant, I work closely with homeowners and those working within the home build, home design industry in order to create spaces that empower you to participate in your everyday roles and routines while minimizing the barriers that exist within the built environment. Join me here each week as we discuss, share interviews and stories on strategies and ways to create functional, intuitive, and timeless solutions that will allow you to live in your home and community spaces and empower you to live your life with purpose. I cannot believe that we are in March 2022 and I am embarrassed that I have not launched an episode yet and that I've held on to this episode as long as I have. But I appreciate Tori's grace and I appreciate your grace in understanding that life happens. And, you know, I have been reflecting and I know that there is so many organizations and services that are out there in the world. And I know that not only do I from my experience as a business owner and occupational therapist, have so much to offer you as a listener, as a caregiver, as a provider. Um, And so I just appreciate the support and patience while we navigate this situation um, and new endeavor. And I can promise you going forward, I have met some incredible people and I'm excited to share some really amazing episodes with you more consistently going forward. Um, if we are not sharing this information with you, then you are stuck to researching it on your own and you can already be burdened and overwhelmed. So thank you again. And really, I just am so grateful to the conversation I had to um experience with Tori and I appreciate her grace and patience again and I'm really excited for all that she's doing and contributing to this world so enjoy all right so we are welcoming Tori Truesdale today and I'm super excited to have her as our one of our first guests for 2022. We're recording a little bit before Christmas, so it's great because we're getting a little downtime, but I'm really excited to share Tori's story, hear what it is she does, and learn about some big plans she's got coming up for this new year. So Tori, how about we'll have you give us a little self-intro? Awesome. Well, thank you so much, first of all, for having me on. Um, this is really awesome. I, um, I, I am launching a podcast in the new year with one of my best friends. So I was chatting, telling you about that. Um, but yeah, I'm the owner of True Belongings. I absolutely love it. 
I basically um, have loved organizing and really just kind of being the fixer from the time I was really little. I'm the oldest of six. Oh, wow. So in my personality, ranging from five to I'm the oldest 26. So um, they're all like all spread out, like all half siblings. So um, it's very interesting. Like the holidays are a lot because I have a lot of different like places and to go and stuff, but it's fun. Like we make the best of it, but yeah, my little brother's five. So oh wow, so that's my dad and yeah, my dad and I are 21 years apart and me and my little brother are 21 years apart. So it's very interesting. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of like my roots is like growing up. I was around my grandparents a lot. All of my grandparents, I'm fortunate to have had them in my life for so long. And I can remember everyone in my life, like my pappy, he watched me during the day and he would always like tidy up the house for grandma when she'd get home. And like, he was always making our beds and like his bed and like, I just watched them like have a clean home. Like I don't, I never had a disorganized home. Like I had family members that like, it really mattered that like everything was in its place. So that's kind of how I grew up. And like, I know some people rebel against that, but I just kind of like leaned in and like, I was always had my stuff together too. So um, yeah, that's kind of how I started. And I realized like I've been a, I was a youth leader for about 10 years and um. I knew I loved mentoring and I knew I, I loved teaching people and really like listening to them, but I didn't know like what area of small business world, entrepreneur world I wanted to get into. And then I started really thinking that my skill set was like writing down a bunch of words that represent me and the word organized really stood out. And that's when I was like, let me like, what if I'm an organizing coach? So I just ran with it. Um, it was an idea that really launched in January of 2020. Um, true belongings comes from my last name. Um, and then a Brene Brown quote called, or she basically says, we are all worthy of love and true belonging. So I spun that quote into my business. So, um, my boyfriend gets the credit for that, but, um, yeah, I, I kind of started there and then pandemic happened. So I had done a few free jobs and donation jobs with friends and family, made a post on Facebook saying, Hey, I'm trying this out. Who wants their home? organized and just kind of figured out like there wasn't a certain area I enjoyed more. I like all of it. So I don't have a specific like, oh, I only do garages or teenagers. Like I work with all people. So that was cool. Pandemic hit and long story short, I officially launched in July of 2021. So I've only been open for about like less than six months. So yeah. Congratulations. Thank Um, you. I could see where kind of Uh, doing a soft lunch, I guess, uh, in the middle of the pandemic would be kind of convenient since so many people were probably panicking and now having to function in their homes for school and work and maybe getting overwhelmed. So I'm sure you really helped those friends and family out to uh, get started. So um, where are you located exactly I am about 45 minutes out of DC. So I'm in Northern Virginia. We refer to us as Nova. Um, The DMV is also where I'm from. Um, I live in Loudoun County. So it's actually the richest county in America, which is kind of hard to live in when you're an entrepreneur. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's just like a little statistic that I've learned. Um, And it's, yeah, it's very interesting, but I service a lot of different counties. Um, There's basically four main counties around where I am. 
So I work with people in person. However, I also offer virtual sessions. So some people are like, I'd love to have you. And, you know, maybe they can't afford to fly me to where they are. I'm not opposed to that. If someone mm-hmm. really wants to hire me, um, just putting that out there. But um, right. I definitely like for the most part, people that are, you know, not right in my area, I, I can travel up to two hours driving. I don't mind. But like after that, like, we'd have to work something out, but typically like we do virtual sessions for people that aren't right in my area. So it's really fun. I obviously prefer in-person better, but, um, virtual still, you know, really helps out clients as well. Yeah. Kind of coaching through people, um, as an occupational therapist and concierge, Mm -hmm. um, services, I also drive, uh, quite a bit to people's homes, but we'll offer virtual services. So I can kind of, um, empathize with you, I guess, with some of those logistics that go around. Mm -hmm. Um, So Purposefully Home is kind of where I got the Purposeful podcast is Mm -hmm. occupational therapists are really known for finagling and kind of coming up with some creative strategies to help people improve Uh in their rehabilitation recovery. Um, And then I started Purposely Home to help people be more successful in their homes. So what are some like common things that you find people are struggling with? Is it a specific um, space in the home or is it a specific just like clutter is the issue or systems and routines? Mm -hmm. What is it that um, seems to be kind of common? Yeah, I would say, um, I mean, I work with all spaces and homes, but more likely than not, if like, if someone has a disorganized home, their bedroom is like the number one place that's just like a mess because maybe I walk in, I'm like, oh, your living room isn't that bad. And they're like, you haven't seen my closet or my bedroom. Like that's where like people typically hide the stuff when they have guests. So, um, I always recommend if their bedroom isn't organized, we start there. The reason why is because if you're a mama, that's your safe space. And I really want, you know, whether you're a mom or a working person, maybe you have kids, maybe you live with roommates, you're, you're, room needs to, your bedroom needs to be your safe space. And so if you don't feel relaxed, if you can't find items, if you feel so overwhelmed there, you're going to be stressed through your whole life. So I love starting there. I love, love closets. That's my new favorite thing. Um, (laughs) closets are usually a hot mess. And so like, (laughs) I love it. I love closets. That's usually where, you know, we throw stuff. Yeah, Um, absolutely. I can um, relate to that because I am in a season where I'm preparing to uh, potentially put my home on the market. And so my closets, when I first moved into my house, it's only me. So I removed the closet doors, which gives a tough time for hiding stuff. We don't have (laughs) closet doors. Um, And so now as I'm preparing for the photographs and potential open house, I got some closet doors. And Mm -hmm. that's what I was thinking is Mm -hmm. that is not a natural um, space for me for organizing. So yeah, I agree. (laughs) Um, Something, another common space, um, kitchens are like the most used area in a home. You know, I would say a kitchen is used even more than a living room. And so um, kitchens, like a lot of times pantries have expired items. 
Um, spices are, you know, <laughs> I had a client last week and we were trying to find the oldest spice or the oldest item. Mm-hmm. There was an item from 2006. And oh so like one gosh. of her kids, like it was before one of her kids were born and it was just really funny. We were like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. So that um, is something people don't, I feel like, yeah, growing up at my parents' house, my dad would always cook a lot. And yeah. I, I think there's probably, yeah, still spices from when right. I was a kid. <laughs> well, because you're like, that's not like, you don't think of, oh, what do I, what do we want to do on Saturday when I'm off? Oh, go through the spices. No, <laughs> you like, you just like, you're like, oh, those aren't my favorite. And they like go to the back and then yes. you're like 10 years later. So I love kitchens um, just because everyone in the home uses it. Um, I love master closets. Uh, I've done basements and garages. I would say garages are my least favorite just because Oh gosh, yeah. the temperature change, like in Northern Virginia, it's either like really hot in the summer, really cold in the winter. So like, it's hard timing wise to like have it on a day where it's not, not too hot or not too cold. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's tricky. So I don't do as many garages and also just like, I always need an assistant for a garage because it's just a lot of stuff to move around. Like there's heavier items. It's just a lot to deal with. So I, I like basements. I did two basements in the last week. Those have been really fun. Um, I would say you were asking about like, what are some like common things that I see people like not doing in their homes? Two things that I tell all my clients from day one, when we, when we have our discovery call, I ask them, do you have a no shoes policy in your home? Most people do not enforce that. Um, It's definitely like a cultural thing typically, but it's not in my culture. It's just my mom made this rule. Um, When I was in late high school, she was just over cleaning and was like, no shoes in the house from now on. And like, I was that girl when like mom wasn't home. I'd like secretly wear my shoes in the house. And like, (laughs) just because she knew, (laughs) she like knew, you know? And, um, but yeah, like now that I'm an adult, I understand my mom's why. So like, what do I have on right now? I have slippers on because right. like, I like having, you know, especially in the winter time, something on my feet, but like I have indoor shoes and like my mom, like for people that need like better shoes and slippers, you can have a set of indoor shoes that you never wear outdoors. But if we think about it, it's disgusting that we walk around our house where like, it's supposed to be clean with like shoes that like you could have walked over dog pee and not known it. Like, yeah, for sure. The so, amount of um, spaces we go wearing our shoes. Yep. Yeah. Most people don't think about that or I didn't. And so thinking about that, that lessens the amount of cleaning you have to do in your home. It also like lets everyone know, like, uh, my boyfriend and I, and we have a roommate, we have, whenever we have guests over, we have this like little shelf that they can put their shoes on. So we bring it out. Typically it's in our laundry room and we like put our shoes in our room when we come in or whatever, take them off. But when we have guests, we put that out in the hallway. So they guests know, like, take your shoes off when you come in. Um, and it just like makes it better. Like there's less likely to be like stains and like, you just know, like that's a rule for everyone. So that's my number one rule with clients. I ask them that if it's not true, I'm like, we're going to start enforcing this rule and everyone's going to follow it. Mm-hmm. If you need to make a mud room, we'll make it. Like if you're saying you don't have enough space, I can find you space for that. Like you can have a cute bench and have shoes under the bench. Like mm-hmm. you, you can make it work. Um, that's one thing. The other thing is I love, love, love cubbies. So like, um, for my nightstands, we have like a two by one, so it's white and there's two 
square cubbies and so one of them has like books where it's open and you can see the other one is a bin that I put like my junk in so mm-hmm. like my boyfriend and I both have that so like we have like matching bins that are teal for our bedroom and then like in my yoga room I have another two by one but instead of having it like the boxes on top of each other I have them side by side so I have more space to put things on top um and then I same thing I have one box and one nut and it's pink so like you can like make a room look cute and like figure out what colors you want in a room based off the boxes, or you can like show your books or you can showcase like your knickknacks. So I love it because it really like encourages families to like, oh, this is actually sustainable. Like you don't have to like have everything organized all the time, but like you can have a box as designated junk to be like, okay, this is my junk drawer or like, this is like where I put all my mail. Mm-hmm. and it's hidden. Um, yeah. so that's like, that's one of my tricks. I'm like, when I look around the home, I'm like, y'all don't have any, um, any like bins, any store. I'm like, did you ever think about getting cubbies? And they're like, that's such a good idea. I'm like target it's 50 bucks. Like it's, it's a cheap investment. And so that's like my number two thing I do with clients. And then the third thing I do is it's just a little thing in closets. Everyone has mismatched hangers. I don't know why we do this to ourselves, but everyone has them. I have yet to meet a client that has all the same hangers. One day I'm going <laughs> to like shout them out. I know someone that, you know, someone <laughs> that has all matched, but yeah, I can but it's tell rare. You. And so, <laughs> so like, rare. you have all the ugly hangers from the dry cleaners. <laughs> and then you have like those, like, those ones that were clearly from childhood, you know, that are like super messed up, but you keep them. Yeah. I'm like, just go to home goods, buy a hundred hangers for 20 bucks and like, you're done. Yeah. Um, so that's like my number three thing. And like, I color code when I work with clients. Um, I don't necessarily color code everything. Like I'm not going to like color code their books and stuff, but like we figure out what works best. Like what do they prefer? And I find that people don't highlight what they love in their home. So for instance, me, I love yoga and meditation. So we got an extra bedroom so that we can have a yoga room. Mm -hmm. So that's like an example of me for someone else. They may be like, I work from home. Like for instance, my sister in her new apartment, they're going to get three bedrooms. So she has an office because she's a photographer. Um, So she's like, I want my computer to be in its own room to edit and like really have time to, you know, work. And then be away from work. So that's just an example. Other people may be interested in music or I don't know, like sports. Like I know there's a lot of like man caves, Mm -hmm. like one day when my boyfriend and I have, you know, bigger space, I'll give him his man cave for like watching sports. Cause I don't always want to watch sports. Right. Um, So that's an example. I really like, um, you said two things that I'd like to highlight, um, Mm -hmm. because working with clients in their homes, a lot of times I'm collaborating with not only the individuals, but their family members and Mm -hmm. caregivers. And that's why I thought you would be such a great guest for the podcast, because a lot of times caregivers are really overwhelmed. So they're trying Mm -hmm. not only to take care of, um, you know, their loved one or friend or family member, but they're also, you know, trying to take care of themselves And often there's a lot of medical equipment, a lot of medical supplies. And so they are disorganized trying to 
grab things and find things. And so I liked how you talked about the little cubbies where you could kind mm -hmm. of stash things. It doesn't require a lot of effort to go through right. and organize things if mm -hmm. you don't necessarily have time. So right. mail, medications, um, I mean, those you want to make sure are stored and locked, but at least you could kind right. of have a dump bucket where, where it's right. out of sight and not all over the counters. So right. By color coding, I think that could help with the family members. It could help. You could even do like, you know, different colors for emergency things. You know, red mm -hmm. could be really urgent or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's such a great yeah. tip and tool for people to think about. I kind of use a similar um, concept for my families with um, living with people with dementia, especially mm -hmm. in the refrigerator for the same reason that you mentioned where food items might be expired. And so by kind of labeling things or having a different color for each day of the week, then you kind of know what they're eating or if they're eating, or you know what day, like, okay, the stuff in this bucket needs to be thrown out on Tuesday. So if it's Tuesday and there's still stuff in there, we got to toss it. Um, and then the other thing that I can certainly relate to as an occupational therapist is how you um, do your discovery call. And then you are saying when you're working with the client, you act ask them what their preference is. So that was going to be another question um, mm -hmm. is kind of what your process is. But I just wanted to highlight how I liked that you asked what their preference is. What do you like? What do you want to highlight? Mm -hmm. And you're not necessarily giving them um, a system that they're not going to be able to sustain. Yeah. Because I would imagine right. your goal is maybe not to either come back or not to come back so frequently like right yeah seconds. like a lot of my clients will hire me quarterly just because okay. to change the seasons but my hope is that they their systems that work and if it if something doesn't work we can change it up but for instance like I'm not gonna give someone with kids like I'm going to give them a lot of cubbies because <laughs> like you need more cubbies if you have three kids under five like you just do Whereas like someone maybe in their fifties, a single person, we won't have to have as many cubbies because like, you don't have these like little rascals tearing things up all the time. So like, right. that's very different. Um, and like figuring out, like, for instance, one of my clients was like, I need you to do the kitchen next time. So I'm coming back to do her kitchen in January. And she was telling me her problem spot. She was like, I don't know what it is, but like my husband just doesn't know where anything goes. And I said, if we need to label on the inside, like when you open the cabinet, it says pots, it says yes. pans, like we can do that. Like, mm -hmm. I don't like, ideally we don't, we shouldn't have to do that. But like, if that's what it takes for your husband to participate, yes. we can do that. Like I'm all for empowering and like reminding women that they don't have to be the only person in the kitchen monitoring, like, oh heck no. Like if I notice I'm the only one unloading the dishwasher, I'll let my boyfriend know like, Hey, yo, like it's your turn next time. So I right. love I love to empower families to be like, no, you're a team. Everyone participates. Um, mm -hmm. And like, how can we get you to participate? Like even the five-year-olds, like my little five-year-old brother, he unloads the silverware, like, cause he can do that. Mm -hmm. um, so figure out what people, what people in the family can do. Like if you need to have a chore chart, do that. If you need to have certain tasks that everyone does each week, like maybe the first Saturday of the month, mom's the one vacuuming, then it's dad, then it's the 14 year old. Like you guys each live there. It shouldn't just be mom doing everything. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, I'm a big advocate for that. And I'm like, honestly, like 
I am an advocate for cleaning services. If you can afford it, like I don't need it. Cause I'm in a small apartment. I don't have pets or kids, but like, oh yeah, when I have kids one day, like I will be investing in a cleaning company once a month because you just can't keep up. Yeah, so it is, it's really hard. And I think it definitely goes to show the amount of stress that people experience. And mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, you can feel so stressed and overwhelmed, but not really be able to pinpoint it. Like, oh, yeah. I don't feel really stressed at work. I don't really feel stressed in my family dynamics or friendships, mm-hmm. but I just feel like I don't have enough energy or I don't have enough mm-hmm. time. And Mm -hmm. I think you do make a great point. We try to balance everything and juggle everything. And that can be a common um, point of contention for people is when you're living with roommates or friends or caregiver um, partners um, is kind of having those frequent discussions or conversations or disagreements about who's doing the laundry and maybe how they're doing it. Maybe one likes to have whites, colors, brights, towels. And I am not it. a separator. It's funny. I am People not either. I am. People would be like, <laughs> yeah. you're an organizer. Shouldn't you do that? I'm like, no, we do two loads. We simplify, right? <laughs> Me too. And that's, that's something um, I've experienced with uh, different situations too, is people hovering like, oh, well, you're, you're doing it wrong or you're doing, you should do it this way. And it's like, if they're doing it at all, then it doesn't matter as long as it's getting done. People that argue about um, the dishwasher, how the dishwasher is loaded. And certainly if food items are getting stuck on the things yeah. and they're not coming out Or clean. like ensuring that there's enough items in there. Like sometimes yes. people do it so bad that you're like, this doesn't need to be washed yet. So I, right. I, I get it, but I get where you're coming from with that. Yeah, but I can see um, how you can kind of alleviate a lot of stress and really improve time by setting up um, some of those systems. And I just live here by myself, but I have pets and obviously Mm -hmm. trying to run a business and working Mm -hmm. and driving around, it limits my time. And I think I took it down. Uh, Yeah, so I can't show you, but I have Mm -hmm. a list for myself. So um, I because I would try to do everything in, in the day. I'm like, Oh, I have to do the dishes and back, you know, living in Arizona, um, the tile floors get really dusty, having the dogs, it gets dusty really quickly. Mm -hmm. So, um, trying to maintain all of those things. So having a weekly schedule or a monthly, um, schedule where you can kind of rotate and it's okay that Monday, maybe there's dishes in the sink because you know, Tuesday is dish day or, (laughs) Right. Whatever I do. My mom's fiance has a really cool method where he sets up like in his calendar alerts to go off during like, for instance, I don't know if these are the exact things, but it'll be like, all right, we vacuum upstairs the second Saturday of every month or whatever. And then so like the second Saturday of every month, there's an alarm that says like vacuum upstairs or so that you spread out chores. I'm the kind, I just prefer to do it all in one day. So like, um, we just kind of like naturally, like, I don't feel like I need to do that. But I think when you add kids to the mix, you're going to have to have a set schedule. Otherwise you're going to feel like you're doing laundry all the time. So like my boyfriend and I don't have a set day when we do laundry. We just, if it's full and we realize we're off, like we're in quarantine right now. So like I took advantage of that and I like washed all of our towels like the kitchen towels, everything. And then I washed all of our blankets from the living room and all of our sheets. I was just like, I'm doing everything. And it just feels good. Cause I'm like, 
the sick bug. Like I just want it out. So right. like taking advantage of when you're home to just like switch it. It's for some reason we stress out about laundry, but like, it's really not that big of a deal. You literally put it in, it does itself. You switch <laughs> it and yeah, like coming out and folding, but like, it's really not terrible if like, for instance, with us, we just kind of switch off. So we both know how to fold. We both know how to like put stuff away so we can trade off. I like it more. It's kind of a meditation for me, but figuring out what each other likes, like what, um, systems do you like and letting, you know, each other kind of own those systems. If you enjoy it more, like with vacuuming or the dishes or whatever. So, and like, I'm an advocate for empowering teenagers and kids to have a chore in the house because we're a team, like a six, like you can honestly start unloading the dishwasher as young as five years old. Like, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you and can start doing your own laundry at eight. Like I started doing my laundry at eight. I, I did myself. too. Yep. Around there too. There might've been a few crayons that landed right. in the, in or the washer I and dryer. I accidentally but... changed my mom's new shirt. Like it was a red shirt going in with whites and I ruined a white yeah. shirt of hers and she got so upset. But like, I thought I was helping by doing her laundry too. Yes. And my brother. Was like, I get that you like doing this, but like, I don't need you to do my laundry. Like just do your own. And I was like, <laughs> my brother shrunk um a wool sweater of mine uh because he was helping to do the laundry yeah. and, and so that of course was a sibling uh rivalry yeah. for a while but but yeah finding areas that it's safe maybe they want they can do yeah the rags or they can do the folding or the organizing of some sort but really people like to feel needed and wanted and i think that goes for even seniors you know so often um in my line of work, I can see where families and friends want to take things away to ease the burden mm-hmm. of the senior, whether they maybe have arthritis or orthopedic issues, or maybe something a little bit more um, significant, like a neurological condition. And so we take those things away, like, oh, don't worry about uh, the laundry, I'll do it. Oh, don't worry about the dishes. About vacuuming. Don't worry about vacuuming. But now mm-hmm. we're we're kind of taking their autonomy. And so they start mm-hmm. to feel really depressed and isolated. Yeah. yeah like that was my grandma. So my, so my grandma's health was deteriorating because of the vacuuming. So it was like really hard. Cause it was like, do we let your physical health continue to go down so that your mental health is good because you feel valued or do we like take that away? So you heal, but then your mental health is like, what do I do with my life? So I, we felt that tension of like, like, at what point do we like, do we allow, like, do we start making decisions for her? Cause she has right. dementia now. And like, we were suspecting she had it. And we were like, we don't think she can make this decision anymore. And it was hard. Cause you're like, you don't ever want to take someone's like decisions away from them. Right. But, but certainly it has difficult. to be in the best interest of their health and and safety, certainly. So, and I'm all for like helping seniors. So, um, my grandma lives in assisted living about 20 minutes away from me. So I volunteer there and it's really nice. And oh, that's great. I do like activities with them. They just like light up Mm -hmm. when I come. And then, um, 
I'm going to start like offering my organizing services. So I brought my grandma a couple organizers, like just different items to help her room be better. And this lady was like eating with her and she was asking me about them. She was like, oh, those are so cute. And I was like, oh, like I have extras. Like, do you want one? And she just lit up and she was like, no way. And I was like, yeah, like you can put your jewelry in this or like sort something in your room. And she's like, oh my gosh, this would be fabulous. So I gave it to her and like, it's just like $2 at home goods and mm-hmm. it makes their day. So I'm an advocate for like pouring into the seniors. Yeah, that's wonderful. I, um, I mm. provide a similar service kind of for those that are moving into assisted living or independent mm. living. I'll do yeah. a, f- a functional assessment of their apartment to minimize their risk of falls because a lot of times they move in and family members are helping um, or some of the caregiver staff at the new community that they're living in, but there's kind of a disconnect of how much can they do. And so I've experienced clients when I do an assessment because I ask some of those questions, show me how you would get into bed. Show me how you would make your coffee in the morning for those that are maybe still in independent living. Show me how you would get into the shower well, mm-hmm. then it's, it shows because even though it might be set up technically as for seniors or accessible, um, it for might not personally. be specific to them personally. Mm-hmm. So, so having kind of a more um, skilled eye or trained eye into those things makes such a big difference and can really mm-hmm. empower them from either, for, from my um, perspective, from staying in an independent living or having to move to assisted living or long-term care and probably similar to you. I mean, just like you said, it just really lights them up with joy um, Mm -hmm. just to have a little bit of just that organization that we can often take for granted for sure. So, um, so just kind of briefly, you earlier mentioned your um, discovery call and then how you kind of will go but what's kind of like an intake process or what's like, how much time does, I mean, certainly I can imagine organizing and unpacking and those things would take, I mean, it takes me weeks to do just for myself, but probably cause I'm not interested in it. So <laughs> what's kind so what of your I process? Do, yeah. So I have a cal- Calendly set up. Um, and so they can select a discovery call that's 30 minutes. It's a free call for us to chat over the phone, over FaceTime, where I can see their space. Um, some people go right into booking with me because they can select something, but the discovery call is just there if they have any questions. Um, after the call, um, I have like five different spaces that they can select from and different amounts of time. So all of my spaces have a four hour option except for, um, garages that the garages have a five and 10 hour option. So I do that because I started realizing when I was booking clients for like two hours, it just like, wasn't worth my time to go. So like I have a four hour minimum. So like Mm -hmm. they know, even if it takes us three hours, like they're paying me four hours. So, um, they can book me for four or eight hours for all those. And then they can book me five or 10 for garages. And the way, way it works is I, you know, after I talk to them or see pictures, I can let them know how long it'll take. Typically I estimate like between three and five hours per room. Um, like for instance, a kitchen is a lot faster than a closet because a closet, you have to like sometimes fold clothes, go through them, hang them all up on new hangers. Like there's just a lot that goes into a closet. So 
um, where kitchens, like it's going through the expired items. Sure. That may take a little bit, but like after that's done, it's just figuring out, um, where things go. It's not necessarily like taking stuff off. So, um, I, I estimate like three to five hours per space on average. Of course, there's exceptions. If like my client takes forever to decide what they want and don't rent. Um, but I work fast. So basically I go in working very fast. If my client asks me to slow down, I'll slow down. So I always go yeah. faster. You don't have an emotional purpose. attachment to things, yeah. right? So of course I slow down if they need me to. Generally, they appreciate that I go fast because I'm like, you're paying me hourly. So I'm not, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I let them know, like, I'm not going to like purposefully take forever. Like the other day I did a basement and we finished in six hours, but I thought it would take us 10. Mm -hmm. And like, I was like, honestly, I could have gone slower to like make more money, but I just like, I just want to be fair. And so, um, it's very interesting, but yeah. So I, after the discovery call, they book me, um, I have packages as well. So basically I starting in the new year, my, my prices are going up. So it's a hundred an hour for everything except for garages. So you're looking at paying me between 300 and $500 for a session. Um, for garages, it's going to go up to 125 mm-hmm. because it just takes longer. It's harder. So garages and people could be paying me anywhere from $500 up to like $1,500, depending on how long it would take us. And then, um, if I need an assistant, it's an additional $25 an hour, depending on if it's garage or so it's either 125 or 150 an hour, Mm -hmm. um, with an assistant. And so that'll obviously cut the time. So like on Monday I had an assistant come. So that's why it took six instead of 10 hours. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's kind of my intake process. The other thing is I have them send me pictures or videos so I can understand the space. Um, and I also ask them on the call or, or messaging them, like what, what stresses you out about the space? Like, what do you hope to gain? Like, what do you envision for this space? So maybe they're like, this was my office during COVID, but I'm back in the office. So like, I want this to be a yoga room or maybe they're like, we want this to be a gym. Mm -hmm. So, or maybe like my kids, the basement used to be set up as my kids schooling, but they don't do online school anymore. So we want it to be a bar area. Like, I don't know, like, so that I can understand what I'm walking into. Um, I can work with clients one-on-one, but a lot of times I can do it on my own. Um, like for kitchens, like if they've already gone through the expired, if they figured out what they don't want, I don't need them. But like, for instance, like spices, I did on my own because it's just figuring out what's expired. Right. Whereas like, (laughs) I need a client to know like what pots and pans they want or what Tupperware they want. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I let them know, like about half the time they'll be with me now. I, sometimes I have clients be with me the whole time. That's fine. I don't mind, but just so they know, like there's certain things that I can't do on my own. Of right. course, like if you just want me to organize and not necessarily get rid of anything, I can definitely work on my own, but that's kind of, so I let them know. So some clients, you know, prefer they're like, no, I, I don't want to be a part of it. Like you just do it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I can do that. Um, but that just like gives them an idea. Um, those are like my general intake questions. And then from there they book, I do have a deposit now because I was being taken advantage of where people would cancel. So it's a hundred dollar deposit for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, if they cancel, they don't get the deposit back. And in order right. to book again, they have to pay a new deposit. Mm-hmm. Um, just to make sure like my time is valuable. So yeah, when that's you're something driving, I implemented. Yeah. For sure. When you're driving and you're scheduling and it does take, it's not like, 
a clinic or, you know, a store mm -hmm. setting where you're sitting and they're mm -hmm. coming to you. And if they don't show up, maybe you have something else you can do, but when you're exactly. booking, booking time and there's drive time and planning time and yeah, mm -hmm. I could definitely see the value in kind of having that. But overall, I would say those, those, um, it seems like really reasonable and it seems like you have a yeah. lot of options to be able to right. cater to a variety of, um, yeah. different family dynamics and demographics. Mm -hmm. So the other thing I offer is giveaways. So like, for instance, for black Friday, I had 20% off, um, my sessions. Mm -hmm. So, um, they were originally 75. So essentially they got it for like $60 an hour. Um, two people took advantage of that. And then I had basically right now it's the cheapest it's ever going to be at 75 an hour. So yeah. I'm letting people know, like, this is the last bit. And then like, there's some people that can get 10% off. If someone tells me they're a teacher, I can give them 10% off. So like, I do value, you know, teachers, I value, you know, frontline workers. Like, yeah. I, you know, if someone asks me, like, I probably will, you know, mm -hmm. give them a discount. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I do. And like, we can always work with someone's budget. So for instance, materials, sometimes they want me to buy the materials. If they give me a budget, I can work within the budget and then they'll just pay me that at the total. Um, other times they would just want me to send them links and they order it. So mm -hmm. either works. Um, I like buying it because I get a discount. So then I can like hook them up as well. And like, that's right. nice. Um, but yeah, I love the container store. I love Target and Walmart. <laughs> Home goods is great. Those are yes. like my go-to places, but yeah, that's kind of like my process. And of course I'm constantly polishing it up. Like I used to not take deposits. I used to only charge 25 an hour. Like there's certain things I've learned that I need yeah. to, you know, up level. And exactly. Um, it's so great to, to be able to recognize some of those transitions and transformations, not only in your business, but in yourself. And um, I know you and I met through a mutual like group where yeah. we're mixed with so many different people. Yeah. And it's great because some you can learn on your own and struggle and it takes time, but maybe right. you're like, I've kind of gone through, cause even though it's different, um, industries, it's similar concepts driving. Right. I used to cover a lot larger areas in Arizona mm -hmm. in the Valley, because I was like, Oh, I want to be able to serve the families. Well, then I was driving, you know, over an hour and then the amount of time in the families. And I was like, wait mm -hmm. a minute, this doesn't make sense. So I need to yeah. either, you know, serve, minimize fewer. my driving time or charge more. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And offer the virtual options or yeah. all those things. And so, so I think it's really great. And I think it really shows a great value to the customers that you're serving mm -hmm. because as you're learning, yeah, certainly your skill set increases and your value mm -hmm. increases. So yeah. um, to be able to recognize that, to continue serving the community is, is really so great. And it does put you in a place where you can offer some of those perks, you know, free items or discounts on services. And, yeah. you know, people just can really um, respect that. What's um, funny, I did give, I did a giveaway for teachers, um, where 10 teachers won an hour session with me. Long story short, only two of those 10 teachers claimed it. Isn't that oh crazy? Oh gosh, yes. Yeah, I <laughs> like I was like, holy cow, like they entered the giveaway. So my sister was telling me about like the giveaway world and how a lot of times people like will enter and not claim it. And like I did an expiration date, like it's by the end of this year. 
And so I'm like, okay, like, I mean, it looks good for me that I put that out there. I can let people know that I value teachers, but like my sister was like, just do it. Like a lot of people don't claim it. And I was like, that's so fascinating. Like anytime I want to give away, I'm like claiming it right away. (laughs) So I'm like, I can't, I don't know why that happened. But, um, the other thing that I'm doing is I am expanding true belongings in the new year. Um, so I am an organizing coach of course. Um, and that's still going to be the case in the new year. I'm just adding an additional aspect to true belongings and it's going to be coaching. So obviously I'm an organizing coach, but I'm going to expand into a healing coach, which essentially a lot of my clients and just like people in my life have like asked me if I've ever considered being like, not just an organizing coach, but like an overall life coach. And I was like, honestly, like, yeah, I've thought of it, but I felt like I needed a niche. Like that's why I started with organizing. Mm-hmm. And there, like a lot of people have like asked me, like, would you consider coaching me on life? And I just naturally help people figure out their whys and figure out, you know, how to change bad habits, how to like implement systems. And so I was like, honestly, like, let me try this out. So I have five women that have like, are going to be in my trial for, it's going to be a two to three month program. So my birthday is April 6th. So I'm launching my new program in April on my birthday. So I don't really know like the details yet. I just know like in general, it's going to be two to three months. Um, We're going to have weekly video video calls as like a team we're going to be in like a cohort it'll probably be five to ten women just so those women can build a community and they can build accountability and it's not just me coaching but we're all collaborating Mm -hmm. um and like the why behind it is like a lot of times we can burn out as women in our world today whether you're an entrepreneur you're in corporate world you're a stay-at-home mom like a lot of times we can lose sight of our why and like we you know have bad habits there's always habits that we can be fixing. And so like building this community and really evaluating all the aspects of your health is so important. And like you were saying for occupational therapy, like you're evaluating their health in terms of their physical health and like what it can do around the house. Um, And so I'm going to be evaluating those with my clients and I'm very excited to kind of venture into that world and kind of see where it goes. So that's like an exciting announcement that I have. I've been letting people know like a little bit at a time, but we're going to start the trial in the new year. So yeah, that's so great. I was, uh, I was going to ask what you are looking forward to in the new year. And I can really see how that correlates to, um, Mm -hmm. kind of that disorganized, even though it'll be kind of a separate, but I mean, we're not just necessarily disorganized just because like, yeah, there's wise, there's deeper issues. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It could maybe, yeah, maybe you had a, you got traumatized doing, chores, you know, from a young age and you're like, that's it. I'm not doing chores as an adult or, (laughs) or just, or maybe you're just so overwhelmed. Like your mental health is struggling (laughs) or maybe you're depressed or anxious. Like, and so I, I love bridge building. I call myself a bridge builder. When people ask me who I am, I say I'm a bridge builder and a people connector. And so I, I'm not going to like be a therapist in my coaching program. It's going to be literally like helping evaluate where you are. And then I'm going to refer my clients to people I trust. So like Mm -hmm. I may refer someone to my friend, Megan, who is really into breathing. She's like a breathing coach. She helps people with their anxiety and stress through breathing techniques. Um, I may recommend them to my sister, who's a photographer for a boudoir shoot, if they need to increase their confidence, or Mm -hmm. maybe it's, so it's like, I'm surrounded by so many amazing small business owners that I cannot wait to like 
have my clients come in and recognize what's in, within my scope and then recognize like, oh, this is an area that like, I don't know about. Like if I have a friend, Dr. Cam, she's phenomenal with teens and parents and um, she's a parent coach, teen parent coach. And so if I have someone who has a teenager and they're like in over their heads, of course I can help them somewhat. Um, but I don't have my PhD like Dr. Sam does. (laughs) So I'll be like, I mean, if you need more help, I have my girl over here. So, um, I'm very excited to just like uplift other small businesses as well. So yeah, it's going to be exciting. (laughs) That is super exciting. That's really, that's great. You're, I definitely can see where that will, will really take off and you'll really help a lot of, um, a lot of families and a lot of people. Thank Um, you. We uh, will be wrapping up, but one, I wanted to ask two things. So one is what would you say when you first meet a client or you Mm -hmm. first first enter their home or their space, what would you say is like kind of their, their energy or kind of their attitude Mm -hmm. or like, how would you rate like from when you first meet them to that transformation from when they're you know when you leave at the end of those four hours or at the Mm end of you know those package visits um yeah so in the (laughs) beginning they're either embarrassed or overwhelmed and they're like so scared I'm gonna judge them and so I come in and I never make a face. I'm never overwhelmed. I just, that's why I ask for pictures or videos in advance. So if it happens to be a bigger job, I know to bring in an assistant. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm never going to give them that any feeling that like, how, how dare you make your home like this? Like, so in the beginning they're overwhelmed and they're embarrassed and they're just like, in over their heads. They're like about to cry out of distress. Mm-hmm. Yes. And after working with them, even if it's only four hours, like some of them start crying out of relief or like some of them are just so thankful. They're like, I didn't realize how much this, my environment was impacting me. Like, or like they'll reach out to me a couple of weeks later and are like, oh my gosh, like my relationship with my kids is so much better because of what you did for our home. So like, there's so many things that like come out of it. Like their mental health may, you know, be better. Maybe their anxiety and the depression is cured because of what I did in their home. Maybe their relationship with their teenager is better because their teen feels like mom isn't like in there constantly shaming me for my room. Tori came in and helped me figure out ways to keep my room like better and ways to empower me to like, be like, this is why your mom says this. And like, let's figure out a strategy to help you do this. And so, um, it's really cool. Like there's a lot of really cool success stories that come out of being an organizer. So, yeah. Oh, that's great. I always just Mm -hmm. love that because that's just one of the things I love working in, you know, that service industry is really being able to contribute and be a part of that. And people just feel so helpless and like, there's no options. And then when, what, you know, what you or I do, we kind of maybe take for granted our skill set and think, oh, that's common knowledge or people, you know, anybody can do it. I have to remember as I'm doing (laughs) these things that it's not common knowledge. Yeah. And (laughs) that's why, you know, saying that one little thing or doing that one little thing can make all the difference. And 
to see when they become emotional or that huge smile and that light bulb moment where they're like, oh my gosh, thank you. Um, it's just, mm -hmm. it's really rewarding. So that's great. Um, so I want to, since this is the Purposeful OT podcast, I'm always yes. looking for purposeful tips, purposeful advice. So I know you gave us a lot of good ideas already about organizing, so it doesn't necessarily have to be about that. But mm -hmm. what is um, a purposeful uh, tip or advice that you could mm -hmm. share with our audience? Yeah, I would say like, especially since, you know, we're coming out of the pandemic slash it's still a pandemic. So a lot of our mental health can be struggling um, either maybe earlier this year or maybe you're currently in that space. Um, so I guess a purposeful tip I would say is it's okay not to be okay. Um, the reason why I say that is like, I went through my own mental health struggle this year, believe it or not. And I was hospitalized for 11 days and I didn't want to receive help because I wanted to be okay because I'm the oldest and because I'm someone who always has it together. And like, I'm the fixer, I'm the helper of the family. So like, I thought my siblings seeing me struggling would freak out and like not know what to do. And I had to release that and accept help. And so if you're someone who feels like you always have to have it together, that's a lie. And that's pride getting in the way. And like my purposeful advice for you is to remember that in order to give fully, you have to also know how to receive fully. And I've always been a giver and I've struggled with receiving. And so this year has been a year of learning to receive and learning to let go and surrender. And like in that you will find purpose. And the reason why I am so full of joy and life and purpose now is because I went through my season of like my, my valley. And I, yes. I, I truly was at my lowest point, um, back in May. And oh, so it's wow. been, it's been six months since I was released and it was so scary. And I never thought I would have to go to a mental health hospital. And here I am. And like, I had medication at first, but ultimately decided that like yoga and sleep and boundaries were my medication. And so I'm not against medication, but for me, medication wasn't the long-term um, road and I'm grateful for my mental health. So that's something I'd like to share is like, know that you're not alone in your mental struggle. Know that anyone can struggle with their mental health. Like it doesn't matter who you are, like just like know that there's help out there. So, and don't give up even when you feel like you want to like end your life, like there's hope. So yeah, that's something oh, that's gosh. a purposeful advice that I would like to share with everyone. I think that is so beautiful. And thank you so much for sharing that. It definitely gave me goosebumps because mm -hmm. I think so many people can resonate in all capacities. We are in a society that praises doing it and independence and I think empowering people to be independent and empowering people to have a voice is so important but on the other hand I think there mm -hmm. can be some quite devastating effects of those mm -hmm. messages um, and people and I certainly can relate where it can yeah. be really difficult to ask for help and mm -hmm. so I just love that you share that because um, you know working in healthcare, not only those frontline workers but but the families that we serve and like you serve families and parents and, you know, entrepreneurs and high corporate execs, mm -hmm. and they're, they're supposed to be the ones that can do it all. And, and when I'm yeah. serving my, 
my demographics of caregivers and individuals that may be experiencing illness and recovery that they want to show and prove themselves. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, we can um, run ourselves right in because we just don't know how to ask for help. And, and we can compare ourselves to other people have it worse or other people are busy and I don't want to bother somebody. Um, And so, yeah, so certainly reaching out to a a professional or a friend, or there are so many great spaces, outpatient clinics or Mm -hmm. inpatient hospitals. Um, But I Mm -hmm. hear, I think it's a national organization on um, a national association of mental health. I was recently speaking with a representative there and there are so many hotlines and anonymous um, organizations that you can seek some of those supports. So um, I I just think that's such a relevant tip and advice. And I am just so grateful that you were courageous enough to share that. Um, thank of you course. so much. Yeah. So um, before we wrap up, I want to make sure that people can find you and stay up mm-hmm. to date on all that you're up to, because I know, yeah, following you, you are very active in your community. You're active mm-hmm. online. Um, and I definitely want people to be able to experience that or know how to reach out to you if they're thinking that they could benefit from any and all of your services. Yeah. So I have, um, of course I have my website, it's truebelongingsco.com. And then through true belongings, I have an Instagram and a Facebook, um, page. So my Instagram is just true belongings at true belongings. And then my Facebook page is at true belongings co. Um, and then my personal Instagram is just Tori.truesdale. So, um, on there, you'll be able to see like in my bio, I have a link to true belongings. And then I'm, I'm in the process of becoming a serial entrepreneur with my best friend who I mentioned the podcast about. So I'll, we'll be launching a podcast in February and then we're launching our second women's retreat in May, um, on the East coast. Yeah. And it's it's (laughs) called the restore retreats. So when you go to my personal bio on Instagram, you'll see a link to true belongings and a link to the restore retreats. And so if you're a woman who I've talked a lot about these topics of mental health, if you're exhausted and you need a weekend to recharge, realign and refuel yourself the re- the restore retreats is for you. Um, we have two a year and we had our first one this November in West Virginia and it was phenomenal. And so we're planning, we're, we're launching tickets are going to go on sale in January. So I'll be sure to give you the details as well when we go live, but we're so, so excited. And we just, we see that the need and we're just going to travel around the us and then we're going to eventually go international with it so we'll see what happens but we know like women need this everywhere like we need community more than ever so that's a little bit about me and how you can find me but i am so grateful that you've had me on and that we connected was it through powerhouse women yeah it was that's who it was yeah i was trying to remember (laughs) i'm like there's so many like cool connections so um it's been awesome. And then I actually have a weekly, um, women networking, um, call it's free. Um, you can find that, um, under Facebook groups, I have a group called the true belongings tribe. And so on there, I have weekly events that are virtual. If you're in the Northern Virginia area, I also host in-person events like coffee and conversation and, um, just like little fun events. So um, definitely stay up to date with that, but I'm just excited. I love bringing people together. So yeah, no, this is wonderful. So I'm so grateful to you for spending time with me and sharing and 
I look forward to, you know, following along with you and learning along with you. And I um, am so happy to share all, you know, this little bit with, with our audience and yeah. look forward to continuing that. So thank you for your community building and your bridge, um, bridge building very much. And I wish you uh, continued success. Thank you, Emily. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into the Purposeful OT podcast. I'm so excited to share this space with you, and I look forward to highlighting projects, sharing stories, and having really fun interviews to discuss the built environment. As an occupational therapist, there are so many different ways we can contribute to creating functional and inclusive spaces. So tune in each week to learn how you can implement simple concepts into your home space right now. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with a friend, tag the Purposeful OT on Instagram, and share a photo of how you've implemented one of our tips and tricks. You can also head over to purposefullyhome.com and sign up for our newsletter to learn more about me and stay up to date on creative solutions to help transform your home.